As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Father, it is my prayer, it is our prayer that today, in this place, we have the opportunity to meet with you. Father, we come in the name of our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. By your Holy Spirit, we are seeking to be followers of the way. Holy Spirit, thank you. You dwell within us. You draw us into the embrace of the Father. You teach us the way of Christ. You anoint us for the ministry that God has called us to. How we pray that this day we would be open to and experience the wonder of your embrace and touch. O Father, Son, Holy Spirit, move in our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. For many years now, Psalm 42 has been somewhat of an anchor for me. But even as I read it yet again, (laughs) I am stunned by the depth that is in this cry that often I do not touch. The whole idea of panting, of longing, of an unquenchable thirst, a desire that goes so deep it almost betrays description. And it all is about the longing we have deep inside for God. I've probably talked about this before. I know I wrote about it in one of my books There was a man in the church I pastored in California who once said, Jesus was what I didn't know I was looking for all the time. This guy had earned and lost fortunes more than once. He had married and divorced and married and divorced. And he battled addiction, from alcohol to harder drugs. And he eventually came to Christ. And in coming to Christ, he made that statement that Jesus was what he didn't know he was looking for all the time. He made great investments, worked very, very hard, won and lost without knowing that what he was really pursuing was the soul's cry for God. But doesn't it, doesn't it really bring us back to what Blaise Pascal wrote about this place inside of us that is made for God alone? Let, let me read a section from Blaise Pascal. What else does this craving and this helplessness proclaim but that there was once in man a true happiness, of which all that now remains is the empty print and trace? This he tries in vain to fill with everything around him, seeking in things that are not there the help he cannot find in those that are, though none can help 
since this infinite abyss can be filled only with an infinite and immutable object. In other words, God himself. God alone is our true good. This is, this is at the very heart of Psalm 42. This whole idea that there is within us this deep, deep longing The metaphor of a deer, the metaphor of thirst, is simply to push us to, in some way, wrap our mind around the depth of desire that we ultimately have to be united with God. And yet how often we turn to so many other things, not knowing that God alone will satisfy The psalmist talks about this soul thirsting for God, wanting to meet with God, actually crying out, Oh God, where are you? I need you. He even talks about the fact that his soul becomes somewhat downcast deep inside. And that what he ultimately longs for is to connect with God. Look, I have had and have and will have this same longing, this same deep desire, this same ache inside, and it is my soul that is aching, and often I don't recognize that. And I simply try to satisfy that deep longing for God with other things. Sometimes when that restlessness and that ache wells up within us, we turn to things that bring us pleasure. Let's just go do something. Let's have some fun. Let's eat something that will satisfy us. And we do that. And for a moment or two, maybe we feel a little bit better. But soon, the ache, the longing, it all comes back, doesn't it? And so we either double down on what we've been doing or we try something else. For some people, it has to do with gaining control, finding ways to gain control in life. The ache comes, it it creates a bit of an insecurity, and so we begin to ask the question, what can we do that will help us be more secure? Is it about our job? Is it about our relationships? Is it about our bank account? Is it about the degree to which we can control in our world? And yet, even when we go there, as you will know, the ache still cries. It's still there. This is why Pascal and the psalmist are seeking to encourage us over and over again to see this ache as the cry of the soul and to know, oh, God is wanting to meet with me and I am longing to meet with him. It it makes me think about the story of the woman at the well. Uh, You know the story, it's so famous. The woman comes in the heat of the day, wanting to avoid any embarrassment from people that really know her. 
And there she meets Jesus. Jesus asks for water. She then questions him because she's a Samaritan and he is a Jew. And Jesus then says, if you only knew who it is that asks of you, that he could give her a living water that she would never thirst again. And yes, at first she thought he was talking about a literal thirst. But Jesus was talking here about this deep longing that is inside of us all. Only Jesus satisfies. He is the one that can fulfill the longing. This is why we as Christians want to follow Christ. We want to know Christ. We want to love Christ. And why I wanted to talk about Christ today. We live in a very, very difficult time. And here in the United States, there is a lot of turmoil and division and unrest. And what we don't seem to know is that the unrest we're experiencing is an even deeper unrest deep inside as our soul cries out for God. Your soul was made to be satisfied in the embrace of God. And God has made provision of that in Jesus Christ. That is why I think it's important that over and over again, we simply take the time to recognize the cry of the soul and respond. That angst, that anxiety, that despair, that why are you downcast within me, is the soul crying out to us saying, I thirst for God. I long for God. I thrive in his presence. Draw me near. I think it's important for me to recognize that any tendency toward turning toward pleasure or control when that soul cry rises up never satisfies. But to find the soul cry as my true self calling out, Terry, go spend time with God. Now it's interesting here in Psalm 42 because there's a bit of a movement here that at least could help us a bit today. It begins by recognizing what the true cry is. What your distress, your dissatisfaction, your anxiety is about. It's deeper than your circumstance. It's about the cry longing for God. And what he does is, as he recognizes that that's what it is, he begins to cry out. My soul longs for God. When can I go and meet with God? Where are you, God? From recognizing to crying out. And then he starts to remember. He remembers where God has met him in the past. He remembers what it felt like. He remembers the promise that God is generous with his love. 
He then talks about singing the song of God, even in the darkest time. And finally, he says that he will put his hope in God. Hope is this belief that even in the midst of our difficult circumstances, God will come and he will meet us. And when he does, in that moment, we will be so satisfied. I don't know your circumstance today. I don't know where you are. Are you in your home or in your car? Are you sitting outside? Are you alone? Are you with a friend? I know none of that. But what I do know is that your choice to listen to this is in some way your soul crying out for more of God. Learn to recognize the cry. Declare with Pascal that there is a place in you that will not be satisfied with anything but God himself. Continue that pursuit. Find the space. Find the time. Remember the past. Pray out. And put your hope in God. That's what I need today. It may be what you need today. And may God bless you in the pursuit. Mm-hmm.